It's Thursday, February 1st, 2018, and you're listening to Last Time on Video Games, the show about retro video games and sometimes some other stuff. You're listening to episode 214, Alex Kidd Finally Dies. Runtime for this episode is 35 minutes. Hello and welcome to Last Time on Video Games, sworn enemy of Alex Kidd. My name is Jeremy. I have constructed a moat around my castle to devour him. I'm Tyler. I don't know that I'm the sworn enemy of anybody. I do swear a lot, though. My name is Zach. So maybe you're more just a swearing enemy. That tracks. Secret technique. No jutsu. <laughs> so we played Alex Kidd in the Enchanted Castle. The last Alex Kidd game available on Virtual Console. Thank I've, God. I've just learned there are two more, one of which is a BMX arcade game with actual pedals. Starring Alex Kidd, I guess the uh, first game did have those motorcycle segments, so that kind of makes sense. The other one is Alex Kidd in High Tech World. Remember young Jeremy when I was like, ah, oh, Alex Kidd, this game isn't great, but I feel like a sequel to this could be really, really good. Why is it gone downhill so much? Oh, yeah, I do remember him saying that. Yep. You're an idiot. Yeah. Also, <laughs> this game was released before Alex Kidd and Shinobi World, but for some reason is on the Sega Genesis, and that was ported to the Master System. Yeah. I, I feel like do. I don't understand how time works anymore. <laughs> but They didn't have any faith in Shinobi World, so they released it on the thing that they know that no one else would have a choice. Or maybe they uh, didn't have any faith in the Genesis. I don't know. I mean, it was so much more powerful than the NES. I did say do what Nintendo didn't. They tried. They sure tried. Well, I think they did what Nintendo didn't, which was largely... Go out of business in the early <laughs> 2000s? Release shovelware? Yeah. Oh, wait, no, hang on. Nintendo still does that. Well, Nintendo doesn't. They just condone shovelware. I do, what, what Nintendo shovelware are you thinking of? I'm not having this argument again. Maybe Mario Party 9 specifically. Is that the one where everyone's on the same? Yeah, that one was And bad. Wii Music. Yeah, yeah, good point. I actually like Miyamoto's new idea of hiring people who are specifically not game designers to get some new ideas into the industry. And, I don't know, hopefully that'll work. Odyssey came out of that, so yeah, Odyssey was good. You know what has actually led to a lot more of the innovation in game design recently? smaller companies yeah since we started this podcast i've always been a vocal advocate of indie games i mean scott cawthon made bank on a simple idea and now we're i'm convinced we're gonna have battleground mode in every first person shooter that comes out for the next five years <laughs> there's one that i saw like a preview called fortnite fortnite already had fortnite was already out and nobody cared about it until they put a battleground mode in it okay because the fortnite are you familiar with it tyler yeah it's basically I'd like a minecraft first person shooter was the design it looked like idea. it was third person but it is you're right like it had the crafting element on top of the battle royale element and i'm like this looks like a mess people but say it's fun so i also don't care for the cell shaded art style but that's just me yeah so i watched a gameplay video of it and i actually felt it seemed a lot like seven days but more pvp focused yeah that's the original game and then like i said they added the battleground mode and then anybody cared about it I ran across it because uh, JT Music did a, a song on it. I could actually see uh, being able to f build fortifications in the middle of a like, close-in firefight kind of amusing. I'm not sure if that's actually useful. Like, I don't know what the meta in that game is, but I could see it being interesting. But yeah, there's no way that the next Call of Duty doesn't just have a battleground mode, right? Or if not the next one, the one after it. I guess. I don't know if Call of Duty could swing because their maps tend to be a little bit smaller. Yeah, they have to make um, a big map. 
I could easily see that happening in uh, Battlefield. Oh, yeah. Speaking of games, obviously, inspired by indie games, did you see that they're making Mega Man another one? Oh, uh, you mean... Eleven? Mighty Gunvac? Oh, no. No, no. An my- actual Mega Man? Yeah, no, an actual Mega Man game is coming out. It is Mega Man, like, 12 or something. It would be 11. That's kind of weird since they told the Mega Man X Street Fighter guy, yeah, finish your game, we don't care. Yep. And now they're coming out with another one that looks, unfortunately, Mighty Number no. 9 inspired. That said, I have recently played Azure Striker Gunvolt, and that's a great game. So, I think the future of Mega Men's is just people who liked Mega Man making games that are like Mega Man better than Capcom ever did. Most likely, but 9 and 10 were pretty okay. Was 9 the first one on the Super Nintendo? 9 was the first one on the Wii. That also got a 360 and PS3 port later. Ah, I was not aware these even existed, actually. And 10 was its sequel. Huh. Well, 11 looks like they, uh, so Keiji Ifuma, was that the guy? Yes. Yeah, they basically saw him make Mighty Number no. 9 and were like, huh, people give him a lot of money, and he made a game. Hold my beer, bro. What do you think about the new Not a Castlevania game that that guy is doing? That the creator of Castlevania yeah. is making? Bloodstained, I, I think? It looks goddamn amazing. Like, better than ne- Number 9 ever did to me, so. It is the only Kickstarter I'm aware of where part of a stained glass window was one of the backer tiers. <laughs> wow. It was a very high backer tier. That's pretty awesome, though. No, I watched interviews with him talking about the game and seeing some of the uh, gameplay clips that, such as they exist right now. I may not actually back it, but I'll probably buy it if the reviews are good. I mean, it was the Kickstarter was over like a year ago, so... No, no, I saw this a while ago, but... Okay. So I guess I have no choice to uh, Kickstart it anymore, but... Oh, no, I'm pretty excited for it. I think it's actually going to be a good Castlevania game again, and they haven't made one in a while. Oh, no, Konami's like going into gambling again, right? Yes. Gambling and weird Metal Gear zombie survival games. Oh, that's true. You know, we never did talk about Metal Gear Survive much. I mean, it's, it's not it's not out yet. Okay. Well, My that's opinion fair. on it is still... Uh... Yeah, well, they had an open beta recently, which is... I, I assume you guys watch more video game videos than I do. So. Not on Metal Gear Survive. Yeah, I didn't see anything on that. Okay, fair I enough. usually watch stuff that's from Game Theory. A select... Actually, I, only one or two Let's Play type people. And League of Legends. Yeah, no, and I think that's actually what most people consume, is like one or two Let's Players, one tangential-related thing, and one very specifically focused thing. What the hell was I going with that? Speaking of things that Game Theory introduced me to, I am super excited for the actual game that Doki Doki Literature Club was advertising. I think it's Eye of Markov. I don't think they've given it a title yet. Yeah, Portrait of Markov. That's what it's called. The The book was called Portrait of Markov, as is... I understand it. Is it called it? Is that called it as... Is the game going to be called Portrait of Markov as well? Because I didn't know I that they had so. actually announced that they had a title for it. Uh, they have a website under that name. So I didn't play the game. I just paid attention to the kind of meta narrative stuff that people were looking at. Like I do that. I did that with FNAF too. So what Alex and I decided after having played that game is that we actually need to play an actual dating sim visual novel. So I think I'm going to go play Clanod sometime. Clanid. I don't know how the hell you say that. I feel like I should have a recommendation for you, and yet I don't. <laughs> I really feel like you guys should do. I'm like, no, data not found. Let me Entry does not exist. think. Nekopara? Oh, oh. That's on Steam. Had a full boyfriend. Ah, uh, yeah, or uh, I forget. The, what's the one about a bunch of attractive single dads? <laughs> what was that gun game? That's, oh, Galgun. Galgun Plus. <laughs> that's the one you should That's play. <laughs> not really a dating sim. Says you. Persona 5. Clearly the best option. Oh, uh, that's a good that's point. That's only a little bit of joke. No, I found a... Uh, However the heck you say this, Clanid, Clanod. Um, I think it's Clanod. That, that's how I've been saying it, but I don't actually, I assume it's 
someone in Japan trying to spell a word. I actually found linked off of the Steam news page for nine person, nine lives, nine hours, I don't know, the 999 one, um, a list of the 10 best visual novel style games that have ever existed since those are kind of coming or starting to be popular again. And Clonade was the first one on the list. And they're like, here's a bunch of stuff about it. If all that sounds trite and hackneyed, that's because every other game since has been trying to be this game. So speaking of dating sims, Zach, what have you been playing? Well... My had a full boyfriend? No, but we were talking a little bit about indie games. <laughs> and a while ago, I actually picked up Rocket League. I feel like that's not an indie game. I mean, it is, but it's been so successful now, it doesn't feel like it. Well, I did see you were playing it. A little bit like League of Legends. I'm hopping on the bandwagon a little bit on the late side. I actually kind of like the game because it, the games are only five minutes long. But That's you're one usually, of the reasons I like Splatoon. You're actually. doing a lot, and it's one of those games that I don't really think about too you much. You don't have to focus on a whole lot. It's yeah, just fun to I mean, so in. far, like, the best game I played in that at one point, I joined a game that was already in progress. The team I joined was down by three goals. I joined in, scored four goals, and my team <laughs> ended up winning. Do they have a ranking system in that? There is a ranked match, okay. I think, but I haven't been playing it. I've just been playing casual mode. Let's say one of my coworkers told me a while ago that he's apparently top 10% of Rocket League players. I find it kind of fun. I'm not very good at it. I can plan around stuff, and usually what I end up doing is I kind of play around the midfield and look for an opening when the ball goes yeah, You wait for someone to cross? Yeah, I look for somebody to center it, because if you're running around chasing it all the time, all you're going to do is kind of bounce around in a circle as everybody's hitting it until somebody accidentally hits it in the wrong direction how many people are on the team in that game it's a 3v3 okay i felt like it was 3v3 i think there are other modes but the main one is 3v3 i could main, be wrong about that main one is 3v3 there are some like unlocks and stuff that i'm not bothering with like you can buy a couple of other uh, actually there's quite a few additional like cars that you can buy are they just cosmetic or do they're they just cosmetic okay. as far as i can tell they don't do anything different from each other but I'm not going to bother with it, really, because I don't... That's a time killer for you, it, it's, right? Well, it's kind of a thing that I think I'm going to end up doing when I actually get around to starting up League, like really getting into the grind. Rocket League seems like it would be a good game to play to untilt from League or something like that, because, you know, like I said, five-minute games, there's not a whole lot going on. It's just kind of amusing to have a car that can bounce 15, 20 feet in the air <laughs> and go flying around chasing this big old soccer ball looking thing i don't know if it's really either your guys's thing but you know i played games that are similar to it before and while i enjoy them i always find them too stressful to actually want to play because i want to be competitive at it but i'm just not good enough to be competitive at it for whatever reason i don't really i don't really care if i'm competitive at it but maybe that's because i'm playing it low enough of a tier that no one is really good so i can just kind of kill time like there was one game where my team it, it ended up being like 10 to 1 my wow. team absolutely crushed the other team. I felt kind of bad. I was going to say, I uh, played Splatoon with Kevin a while ago, and like almost every single match we played, because it was me and usually one other high-level guy and then a bunch of like under-level 10 people, it was almost always just horribly one-sided one way or the other. I remember playing the first one with you. It was the same problem. Okay. So that I I don't ever remember it being horribly one-sided, but also I almost exclusively play ranked. A lot of the low-level games, especially if you pair up with a friend that's a higher level, it will throw things out of balance because it's trying to match up a place in between, and it, most MMR systems aren't going to be able to swing that. Played a little bit more of the Mutant Football League because I wanted to do that, and 
I tried doing their playoffs, and man, that's that's really hard. No? If you set it so that players don't respawn without winning the little mini game at halftime, if you lose your star players in the first game, and it's really easy to do because you're running around on top of saw blades, I do think you would enjoy Mutant League Football or Mutant Football League, Tyler, because there's enough going on that isn't just football. No, it actually sounds really amusing, especially as, like, a meta-commentary on sports. What else have you played, Zach? League, because, duh. Have you started Rank yet? No. You should start Rank. I started Ranked in Smash. It could be Ranked Buddies, and then not actually talk about it. And I'll be Ranked in Fighters when it comes out. The I'm again, also going to play Ranked in Fighters when it comes out. I'm waiting around for a little bit of the meta to settle out, so I understand what I'm looking at. I'm probably going to play a lot of Zaya. I initially thought I was going to play a lot more Kog'Maw. In the ranked season, but I tried playing Kogma. I find Kogma boring. I don't want to sit there and be like, I'm going to climb with this character and then play the game and be like, I want to shoot myself. But do you win? I don't really contribute when I'm playing Kogma. League is a weird thing in that a lot of it is confidence. Well, there's a lot of mind game going on there. There can be, yes. Zaya, her passive when she uses an ability, for the few auto attacks afterwards, she leaves a feather on the ground behind it, and one of her abilities will pull all those to her. And do a lot of damage to anybody, that, or a bunch of damage to anybody they hit. And if anybody gets hit with three or more of them, they get rooted. So people have to pay attention to where those feathers are. And then on top of that, her ultimate lets her become untargetable for a short period of time and puts out five of those feathers in front of her. She's a lot of fun to play. I'm actually kind of looking forward to the Sweetheart Zaya coming out because, <laughs> well, for the Valentine's Day skins, when they release Zaya, they release Zaya and Rakan, and they're a couple. And so for Valentine's Day, they're releasing those two skins for uh, those champions because they're lovebirds. I, so, I was going to make a pigeon noise. We already talked about my How to Fill Boy. Yeah, I know. Earlier, so. What else have you skinned, Zach? Well, I haven't skinned anything in Far Cry 3 because I haven't been playing that in a while. Can you skin a shark? Can you have shark skin? We already went over that. If you can skin a shark, you can skin a ball. Uh, I thought you just told us the story or how, how to hunt sharks. Yeah, the end of the story of hunting sharks is you hop off the back of the boat, swim down, and skin the shark. Oh, wow. Okay. I apparently missed that part. It's very world of work. It felt a lot like hunting Australian style to me. Just punch it in the face. If it's dead, you can't eat you. Yeah, but see, in Australia, it's not so much about the thing eating you as it is everything on that continent is poisonous and trying to kill you. Including kangaroos. They're both yes. poisonous. And trying to kill you. Yes. So what have you been playing that isn't poisoned and or trying to kill you? I don't think anything's poisoned. A lot of things have been trying to kill me. Uh, So as I alluded to, I started playing Smash Ladder again. I've completed seven of my eight placement matches and have won all of them hands down. Yeah, there were eight placement matches. That just sounds like a weird number, but that's probably because with League you play ten. Maybe it's because ten seems like a better... Like round number. It's a round number for people, right? Whereas eight is just kind of. It's weirdly in between. It's not five. It is at least an even number. That is true. I feel like seven might make more sense. Yeah, because best out of seven and it's lucky number. But it's eight. I've completed seven out of eight and have not lost a single match thus far. I haven't even lost a round of best of three in any of these. So. When I was playing casual and fighters, I never had a best of three go to three games. In ranked, that was not the case. There's nothing terribly exciting going on there, except I've decided that Lucas is apparently one of my best characters, so that was Uh surprising to me. Also, Ganondorf. I think because I spent so much time casually playing Ganondorf that now I'm actually just good at him. So since I got my new DS, I am better at Smash now than I was when I first got my DS, and I'm at, I think, an 87% overall win rate. It's not bad. 
That's not terribly exciting, though. What is mildly exciting is I finally started playing Bayonetta. Partially at Alex's behest. So <laughs> I am going to wait for the Switch version now. Are you playing two, or are you playing the one I got you, or are you playing one uh, on I, Steam? I'm playing the original on Steam so that I can eventually play two, because I'm going to pretend that the story matters in this game. Okay, you do that. <laughs> what do I, you think? I don't know. I'm not as into it as I thought I was going to be. Like, it's very obviously Devil May Cry, but I forgot about all the parts of Devil May Cry I didn't like, which involved, like, wandering around and picking stuff up. There's... I liked wandering around the overworld in that game. So far, I'm not really into it, and it seems like I should be, but, like, really, anytime I'm wandering around the overworld, I'm like, I really wish I was just punching more angels in the face. I mean, that that's a good sign. That means that their combat system is working well. I almost feel like I need to have a counter button for when enemies are attacking, rather than just knowing when to dodge. I think I've just played too much Arkham, but I'll get into that, or I'll get over that eventually. Speaking of Arkham, though, I... At some point, I think when it was on sale, got Arkham Knight because it was like five bucks at the time. Well, are you playing that? I will be your Arkham Knight, buddy. I got it for 12 bucks used at a GameStop. Is that functional? Yeah, it's functional. It has been for a long time. Um, I know it was a train wreck when it first came out, but apparently they have fixed it. Train wreck would be kind to call it. Oh, yeah, they didn't even get the train onto the rails for it to be a wreck, is my understanding. I didn't think they fixed it, was what I was wondering. Because I know at one point they removed it from Steam. Yeah, and they never really publicize the fact that they fix it, but it is apparently a perfectly functional game these days. I haven't played it yet, and oh. sold it. It's like, so I was like, man, I really want to play some Arkham. I don't know, it was like late, I was drunk, and I really just wanted to beat up some guys as Batman. So I went to go and install it, and it's like 54 gigs. Coincidentally, I learned some interesting things about Windows 10 and how it stores a bunch of stuff. So I had to go clean up my computer so that I can install this game, which is not a thing I've had to do in a long time now that I think about it. I could have installed it on my spinning disc. But... I was say, that would be a fifth of my spinning disc, is the thought I just had. Yeah, but I'm not a plebe. It's going to be on my solid state so that I have perfect load times. Or that's what I meant. It, was, it would be a fifth of my solid state. Yeah. I really should have gotten a 500 meg solid state. Yeah, so yours is, I think, larger than mine as well. I think mine's a 128. Okay, mine's 256, so yeah. I don't remember how big my solid state is. I think yours is also a 256. I'm, not that I remember all the specs from the computer that I helped you build, but... <laughs> it's pretty old at this point, but I also haven't had any problems with space yet. Yeah, and I only have problems with space because I like to install as many games as I can to the solid state. And oh, I install them to the solid state, too. I just haven't had any problems. Oh. Huh. Yeah, that's surprising to me. I tried to install all my games to the solid state when I got my computer, and it was too many. Mine yeah. might be a terabyte, actually. The solid state was pretty big. Say, terabyte solid states do exist, but they're expensive. I don't know, it might have been. So this last year, I've tried to get better at managing my personal time, which has involved me making lists, even though I hate lists. And recently, I've decided that one of the lists I need to keep is media I need to consume. I have several different media to consume lists. It's mostly that people keep making recommendations, and then I forget about them by yes, the time that's I have a lot time. Um, so now I have like a specific list of media I need to consume. The first thing on the list, though, was Stranger Things Season 2. Did you consume it? No, not all of it. I like it, though, so. My problem, maybe not my problem, I really like season one. That's my problem with Stranger Things season two as well. Is, <laughs> man, this isn't season one. Yep. That's too bad. More of the story is I have not really had a whole lot of time playing video games recently. I haven't even continued playing 999, and it just got to an interesting part, and I just haven't had time. So, since I haven't been playing anything particularly interesting, what have you been up to, Jeremy? I also have not had much time to video game, but when I do, I play Wind Waker. Dosekis of video games. I'm not much further. I think I'm about to get the Master Sword. I'm in, like, underwater Hyrule. Yeah. You go back there at some point, but I'm pretty sure the first time you go there, there's Master Sword. There's a sweet statue of Link. The game's definitely picking up, and I'm starting to like it a bit more, but I really don't like the sailing. 
Uh, like, I like the idea of this uh, big open apocalypse world with only a few small bastions of, like, stuff to do. And I really like the, like, throwback to The Legend of Zelda where the sea is this grid with, like, one interesting thing on each grid mark. The main problem you have with, like, sailing or wind wakers, you got to just make sure you don't run into Kevin Costner. Yes, that's, yeah. a, big, that's a big problem. But the other one is that, like, I wish sailing was more engaging. I wish there were, like, buttons to press to get speed boosts or something other than telling the wind god that way and then setting my sail. Well, you could uh, look into how the speedrunners do their... uh, And do their wind waker sailing? They actually swim. Ah. Really? There's some way you can, uh, if you spin around and do it the right way, Link will actually, like, mock speed swim where you're trying to go. (laughs) That's I mean, I know you've seen the Ocarina of Time one, right? Where you yeah. you do the overhead slash and you knock yourself back at rocket speeds, and so you backwards rocket through most <laughs> of the game. I don't remember what it was I ran across that told me about the whole uh, Wind Waker backstroke. It feels like a thing Kevin would know. So that is true. Yeah, I don't think I was talking to Kevin. It must have been something that came up when I was watching a string of Did You Know gaming videos, and it went into Did You Know gaming Zelda glitches. And so I know Cosmo does a lot of uh, Zelda speed runs, and he's fairly popular. So while I like the Wind Waker and the conducting, really just like the things the song do has just made me appreciate how good the Ocarina of Time is in Ocarina (laughs) of Time and how like ahead of the curve it is. Because at some point, it's just a funny shaped key for your funny shaped musical doors. But it's also your fast travel system and basically your debug mode. Like instead of the wait command in Skyram to make it night or day, you have the song of night slash day. And it's just like a very, very efficient piece of game design that also hooks into the plot. And the Wind Waker is like, you need a music thing? Here, have this baton to conduct symphony wind. (laughs) I guess you can mind control people with this. And also a couple other things. Right now I have the song of That Way, Wind God, and the song of Mind Control. Eventually also get the song of Day Changing. That is literally just the song of Day Changing from Ocarina. Well, that's fine. Um, Also, I assume you get eventually the song of Warp Speed Cyclones. Yeah, eventually Cyclone God gets less pissed off at you. You become best bros and he just helps you quick travel. At some point, I know something they added to the Wii version is a fast sail which makes the game a lot less tedious on average. It's kind of not a great thing to say about the game. It's like, oh yeah, they add an item to make the game less tedious. <laughs> like, I really, really want The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Ocean, which is this a game where I explore a sweet ocean on my boat, but... That's yeah. called Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. No, that's Almost. a sweet pirate game. Because that game is all about preparing to board and then boarding. This would be more, much more casual sailing. There is actually a game that you may or may not be interested in. I... I liked it a lot. Cabin Cruiser 17? No, not that. It's called Salt, which is a light craft game, but mostly focused on exploration and a lot of sailing. But you can make your own boats, which is pretty sweet. You start out by making drafts, and eventually you can, like, piece by piece construct an actual boat. I feel like I would prefer to play Pixel Pirates, a game I already own. Yeah, I have not actually managed to play Pixel Piracy. I tried once and then decided that touchscreens were terrible controls for that game and that I should play it on an actual computer sometime and then didn't. But that's pretty much all I've played, other than the assignment, Alex Kidd in the Enchanted Castle. Speaking of great idea to make this one. (laughs) Look, look, apparently people were buying the other ones. Can't imagine why. Which game immediately preceded this? Sacred Stars? Secret Stars. It's an improvement on that. That is true. It's less colorful, though, which is a little disappointing. It reminds me a lot of the first one, to be honest. Yep. That's the one it reminds me of the most. The graphics are a little better here, but not that much, considering we're on a new system. 
There's like some tropical island themes and stuff. It actually reminded me a lot of that uh, side-scrolling Wonder Boy when you're fighting the monsters. Yep. Yeah, except for this game has weird cars that want to murder you because Yeah, for some reason. And giant treasure chests you have to punch open. And random back alley casinos where they challenge you to rock, paper, scissors. But you must stake your life. One hit, you're dead. Well, that's why you have to stake your life, because they actually just throw rock and punch you in the face. So yeah, this is the final Alex Kidd game on the Virtual Console. Hopefully the Wii U Virtual Console gets that last one. Oh boy. It's a basic platformer. It's not even a basic platformer. It's a very boring platformer. You go through, like, vaguely themed worlds. The first level is just cars and treasure chests. Yep. There is an... There are palm trees. Oh, yeah. There are a couple of flying flying enemies. Flying enemies that are a pain in the ass to hit. You you can uh, punch, like the first one. It's very similar. I think the punch feels a little better, but not significantly so. You can also jump, and after you jump, after a bit of a delay, you do this weird kick. It's very ineffective. I mean, it will damage things if you run into them while you are kicking, but the fact that it kind of does it itself and it doesn't give you any agency over control over that kick makes it more annoying than anything else. Yeah, it's got this weird delay that doesn't feel good. You can also crouch, and you can crouch, punch, or army crawl. Are those ever useful? I did not find a particular use for those. Uh, A couple of times, like, you get those blocks that are, like, one level high, and you can army crawl under them. Yeah, that didn't even occur to me. But yeah, this game is just so bland. That's the best description I can have for it. The one kind of cool feature it has is you run into these like blue balls that look like the balls from Sonic Spinball or the like Sonic bonus level. And you can punch them and they'll go flying until they hit something. And they're also usable as platforms. So there's lots of like treasure chests and stuff that you have to kind of manipulate these to get to. Or you can just punch through them to create new paths, which is kind of interesting, but the game controls so poorly that it's not really fun. The enemies are so bland. There are, like I said, cars. There are kind of generic eagles. There are hedgehogs. And unlike Shinobi World, there's no, like, story. Not the story in Shinobi World made me excited to find out how you're, I was going to save this girl with the help of Ninja God. You're but. trying to s- recover your grandfather? Where did you find this? Because I did not see a story. It was on, if you leave it on the start screen. Gotcha. It'll pop up and... Which I suppose is more story than Super Mario Brothers has, if you don't look in the instruction booklet. But yeah, just, I feel nothing. It doesn't have that, like, kind of charm the first one did. It doesn't have the cool ninja stuff from the second one. It doesn't have Bow Wow from that is true. Lost Stars. The one that really, really irritated me is in the second level. There is an instance where there are enemies hidden behind grass, so you can't actually see them or yourself in relation to them. And that's just bad design, especially because you only have one hit. I've seen it. Yeah, I was, I was trying to find the uh, Wikipedia page for this so I could find the story. And, like, this is the box art they officially published the game with. That's horrifying. I mean, it's better than that one time the three-year-old tried to draw Rambo, but... Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's very bad. So, yeah, do we have anything else to say about this game? I know it's been super brief, but, man, honestly, you should play this game if you're going to make a platformer to see, like, why you need more than just kind of some platforms and a dude who jumps and some enemies. This sounds really exciting, guys. Okay. It follows Alex Kidd as he fights his way through the fictional planet of Paper Rock in search of his long-lost father, King Thor. Alex has access to several items and vehicles to help him in his quest, including a motorbike, a pedicopter, a pogo stick, all of which give him unique abilities. While traveling through 11 worlds, 
God damn, eleven levels. That's three more than your Super Mario Bros. had on the NES. Sega do what Nintendo. Alex must defeat several opponents in paper, rock, scissors before finally fighting. That's why the planet is called Paper Rock. I got it. Yep. It actually lists that on the start screen if you leave it. That's one of the things. It's called Paper Rock because they're all so good at paper, rock, scissors. Really? You can also punch enemies to cause them to explode into gold coins, which is, you know, something we didn't get until River City Ransom. That's nice. Do we have final Mm. thoughts on this game? I mean, we all (sighs) played a very little bit of it, but, like, there's just no hook here. Like, the gameplay is bad, the story is generic, the enemy design is uninspired. The level design is mediocre at best. Your best bet to to defend yourself has such short range and kind of wonky hitboxes that it's more frustrating to use than almost any other uh, defensive ability I can think of. I mean, I can think of a lot of them that are worse than this. I don't mind the punch that much, but it's not fun. You don't feel good when you punch people in this game. Really, my problem with it is that it's mostly just bland and uninspired in a really disappointing way. I can't remember if Jeremy mentioned this on the mic, but he mentioned way back when we recorded the first one that we thought there was some potential in this series. Like, they might have been able to do something good. He thought there was potential in this series. I agreed. I, th- I thought there was some interesting I had ideas. no faith whatsoever in this series. Yeah, well, Zach was right. He's been vindicated. I usually am. So, yeah, this is a terrible game. Like, I and don't think it's the worst Alex Kidd game, actually. But we're about to have that discussion because we have I a list do. on our website, www.lasttimeonvideogames.com, listing the games from best to worst. At the top, we have Chrono Trigger. A game that, like, any minute of is better than all the Alex Kidd games. (laughs) At the bottom, we have Echo the Dolphin, a game worse than the Alex Kidd games. In the center, we have Mega Man 2 for Game Boy. Another game I think is better than the Alex Kidd games. Although I think we put it below the first Alex Kidd. Let's find out. I also definitely just tried to spell this Alex in my find. Because that (laughs) sounds about right. It seems like a kid made this series. Nope, it's well above Alex Kidd. So... Miracle we all think World. it's worse than in Miracle World, right? Yeah, Miracle World had some potential. It was actually a very similar game. Yeah. We all think it's worse than Shinobi World, right? Which at least had those cool fireballs yeah. on the pole and like interesting enemy designs and yeah. a theme. Yes. I think it's better than Alex Kidd the Lost Stars because I really don't like those garish backgrounds in Lost Stars. They just make me lose my place. It's difficult to look at the game. Whereas this game, I wouldn't call it pretty. But it's lookable. I disagree. I didn't mind the backgrounds in Alex Kid Lost Stars, and I felt the Lost Stars had better ideas. Like you had the ability to crawl along the, the rails there, as well as the enemy designs. While a little weird, were certainly more inspired than a car. Yeah, they were certainly a mole, inspired. I will give you that. I will give you the enemy designs for sure. They have that nice to weight edit quality. But like all those jumping on the cables and stuff are kind of. I don't want to say uninspired, but they've been done before. Whereas I actually really like the punching the platforms around mechanic. You don't really get to do anything with it, unfortunately. But I like the idea, at least. So, Tyler, you are the tiebreaker. I was going to say, playing devil's advocate against the garage backgrounds, at least are visually interesting, whereas this game... I didn't think they were. Like, I thought this game... Like, it had dumb vistas and clouds, but (laughs) that's better than pink! And I'll be honest, I had more fun playing the uh, Lost Stars than I did with this game. The weapon that you can pick up, it's a lot more efficient and a lot more fun to use than the punch was in this game. I'm actually going to have to side with Zach on this one. I enjoyed the Lost Stars a bit more. It it, it at least kept my attention for a lot longer. Maybe I've just been Alex kitted out. All right, so right below the Lost Stars, we have Mighty Bomb Jack. 
You know, I might actually have to give it to Bitey Bomb Jack just on virtue of uniqueness. <laughs> I think Bomb Jack's better. I'm not sure that Bomb Jack is a better game, but it is a better idea. <laughs> I would. Okay, so below that we have Flying Dragon Secret Scroll. That game where you have to collect the five power-ups and then get in a weird fighting game. Yep. But by weird fighting game, I mean a fighting game before Street Fighter 2, where in fighting games were these games where you went up and tried to punch your opponent first and then you won. So I awkwardly liked this game, but it's, it's not a good game. The problem <laughs> I had with this game is it felt broken, because it was kind of, uh, it wasn't really clear what you were supposed to be doing. Unique Traits is a woman. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd probably have to give it to... That one's uh, actually weirdly Enchanted high, Castle. given its problems. Uh, this is the second game from the bottom. Yeah. Weirdly high. <laughs> you think it's worse than Echo? Yeah. Oh no, I think it tried more than Echo. So do I. But we think Alex Kid's better? I do. I think I agree. Zach, you're nodding. So Alex Kid in the Enchanted Castle will go number 121, uh, below Mighty Bomb Jack and everything else, above Flying Dragon Secret Scroll and Echo the Dolphin. It just occurs. 121? 221, I'm sorry. Okay, that, that's where I was confused. So I'm like, I know we've played more than that. Are you just deciding yes. not to acknowledge half the list now? It just occurred to me that anytime you want Zach to agree with you on Mike, he can just say, you're nodding, and just edit that in. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I already have the clip now. I don't even have to say it. <laughs> uh. All right, so that does it for this piece of crap video game. But Tyler, you think you can top it, so I what do. are we going to play next week? So I, I hate you both. I want to give another game a chance. You mean another series? No, another game, a chance, to get the bottom of our list. Ah. And I felt like the most likely thing to get to the bottom of the list is the direct predecessor to the game at the bottom of our list. So I want to suggest Echo 2, The Tides of Time. You mean the successor to? Oh, did I say predecessor? You did, yeah, I meant, I meant the opposite of that. No, it's actually the predecessor. It went back in time. It's weird dolphin time travel. Don't question it. So next time on Last Time, Time Shenanigans. This has been a production of Last Time on Video Games, copyright 2018. All games, movies, and other media mentioned in this podcast are copyright their respective owners. If you wish to listen to more episodes, visit us at www.lasttimeonvideogames.com where you can see the entire archive. If you wish to get in contact with us, you can email us at ltovg at lasttimeonvideogames.com. This episode is over. Try listening to another one?